everyone, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. And you're tuning in for the August 1996 issue, that's volume 87, and we've got Tetris Attack on the front cover here, and it looks like uh, cubes uh, are killing Yoshi on the front. <laughs> The what's in it? Wizrobe? No, that's what's comic. The, oh yes, comic. He is uh, forcing these um, uh, Lucky Charms type cubes on top of Yoshi, and he's he's dying. Well, if you remember in uh, Yoshi's Island, whenever you see Comic flying around, he always shoots things with a uh, a beam of various shapes, which looks like he's shooting you with PlayStation controller buttons. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. now, yeah. and now this is the uh, the much bigger version of that. Now you see why Yoshi's face down and ass up, because that's the way that comic mm-hmm. likes to fuck. Lovely. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you thought you were joining the official Nintendo Power podcast, get ready for a big surprise. This is unofficial. And that's a catastrophic right. disappointment. <laughs> hey, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to playingwithpowerpodcast.com. There's links there to our Facebook page where you can interact with us, our Twitter account where we will not interact with you, uh, our Patreon account if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash power. And of course, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, that would be lovely. So we'll do our own plugs at the end uh, if you want to find out about our individual projects. Uh, but let's move on. What do you say? Sure thing. All right. So we have a new advertisement here. Uh, I, for one, am disgusted and excited at the same time about this. Uh, this has uh, it's a two-fold uh, advertisement here, and they have these here to, to try and entice the reader to subscribe to Nintendo Power Magazine. And they say, think of it as giving as your coach giving you all the right signals. And right in the center, it's unavoidable, is this this. Uh, overweight guy in a baseball uniform. Is that Tommy Lasorda? Elderly gentleman with a big gut. Kind of looks like Rodney Dangerfield. He's got elements uh, of Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. He's Dangerfield-esque. Yeah, he's a character actor kind of person. Kind of looking. So he's holding it, plugging his nose with one hand, and he's pulling his the pants where his asshole is out. And then it has a little caption saying, that swing stunk like my ass, I guess they would say. So the first thing you're, you're, you're treated to when, they're, when Nintendo Power is trying to sell you on subscribing to the magazine is a picture of this guy with his gut, plugging his nose, and holding onto his ass. Dude, so, we, we, dude we've been subjected to months of jars of toenail clippings. That's true. And this is an improvement. And the Earthbound... Uh, player's guide had scratch and sniffs for like the barf characters so <laughs> so like the 90 and look at earthworm Jim, where you're just like or booger man booger man yeah the 90s was like the grossest cool era yeah i don't know i understand the the deal this is like disgusting you would never want to sell your brand like this now or ever really but apparently that was the thing back then so they got this uh, coach in different poses. He's on his knees in one of them, and he's and he's uh, praying up to you. He says, "Please open your eyes when you swing the bat." Why is SW and, capitalized? Again, 
sign of the times. There's different letters that are randomly capitalized in the middle of words with font that is unreadable. Yeah, I was trying to look for a secret message, but I'm not finding it. This, this page alone, these two pages alone have five different kinds of font. <laughs> uh, let's see, another one. He's choking himself with his tongue sticking out, and he says, Choke up on that bat, or I'll wring your neck. And the last one, we see him bending over, showing his asshole again to us. And he says, Hit that ball to the moon. Da moon. So da moon. The moon. The so he's probably from, uh, you know, New York or Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a Tommy sort of vibe off him. Or like, who was that other guy right. in baseball that was like fat? Not Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Lasorda <laughs> <laughs> was the fat guy, right? Or is he was yes. in shape? Okay. Yes, Lasorda. All right. I'm, so yes, you're you're not wrong to get that vibe off of him, off of this guy. I think that's what they were going for. All right, so let's move on in. And uh, Table of Contents, again, talks about Tetris Attack. And it has... Are you familiar with it as a dog thing? Um, she, wasn't he... Well, he looks like he's from uh, Yoshi's Island, too, with his watercolor-type design. No, I, I thought that there was, like, some dog-like creature in Yoshi's Island, too, in Yoshi's Island but this guy's not ringing any bells. Hmm. So he's probably a character in, like, Yoshi's Island style. So coming up in this issue, they're talking about Tetris Attack, of course. Some game called Oscar. Kirby Superstar, Mario 64, uh, FIFA Soccer 97, Urban Strike. Then they have special features on Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Japan launching the Nintendo 64. Game Boy Pocket beat the boss. And they have previews for Power Rangers Zeo. Battle Racers, uh, Zero Racers, I think they got those mixed up, aren't those the same thing? Uh, Donkey Kong Land 2, Marvel Super Heroes, War of the Gems, Mole Mania, and uh, yeah, more. So yeah, we just want to make sure that Beat the Boss is not confused with Beat Off the Boss, which is when you really want to nail that addition for Mr. Weinstein. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Let's get into the player's pulse. Chris Aberg, via America Online, says, <laughs> I wanted to let you know that you will not need commercials for this new powerhouse, the Nintendo 64. It practically sells itself, what with its way cool graphics and smooth gameplay. After looking at the May issue's coming next issue page, I couldn't wait to get the June issue. I was so excited to be able to catch a glimpse of the future. When I got the issue, I was practically jumping for joy. Good job, Nintendo. You've made a winner. Nintendo 64 rules. Have you seen the PlayStation? (laughs) It can play CDs. (laughs) It can play CDs. Uh, What was that game? Was it Monster Hunter or uh, the first Monster Hunter? Where you could actually create monsters by putting music CDs in the game. Really? Yeah, you run the game, you go to a, a monster creator, and then hmm. it, it will say, like, put in a music CD, and it'll read some of the ID3 tags, hmm. or the metadata on the disc. And uh, from what I heard, some of the, like, one of the most powerful monsters you can get 
is <laughs> is made from a spice is made from the Spice World soundtrack. Nice. You read the next letter here? Indeed. Greg Monleon, via the internet, says, Hey, wise guys. I just received volume 85 and was quite disappointed to see 31 whole pages on N64 games. I'd like to know about the N64, but 31 pages? I'd rather have full coverage of a Super NES game. Boy, were you disappointed in the June issue. I was also <laughs> thinking that if you made your responses in Player's Pulse more sarcastic, it would make reading this section more interesting. And they said, Geo, we were disappointed about the 31 pages as well. We would have preferred to use all 108 for N64. <laughs> so, way to flip off your readership. I like these guys. Yep. Andrew Beer. Yes, hold him, please. From <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana says, it seems to me your magazine has begun to cater to RPG players. <laughs> Maybe this is because there are a lot of RPGs being made. I don't know. I would be happy to read page after page of N64 news and look through picture after picture of N64 screenshots. Boy, were you happy with last month's issue, with the last month's issue. Yeah, really. You can't please everybody, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and wait. I got my Nintendo Power and love the N64 coverage. The games looks great. I can't wait to get an N64. Meanwhile, my friend has a Sony PlayStation that I play on weekends. It is okay, but doesn't come close to being as good as the N64. Oh, fuck you. The games are good, but they can take forever to load. I'll give you that, but yes. you know they're loading because they're worth the wait. I hate loading. I calculated the loading time of one game. The average playtime was one hour, and there were seven minutes of loading throughout. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, and they really never got rid of it because I showed you how long no. it took to uh, load Mass Effect Andromeda, which yep. I, I enjoyed playing it. But again, 30 seconds, I clocked it and shared it on my Facebook page. 30 seconds That's, to get to the loads to, to get to the I never had game. that issue with that game. I don't know what, what happened with your version. So he goes, that's 12% of the time spent loading. I'm glad the N64 will not have loading and will not be CD-based. Didn't we see a Super Nintendo game that actually had load times? We've seen that several times with Super NES games. It's ridiculous. It's called, uh, you're not developing it correctly. <laughs> you're not doing it right. Oh, and, oh, topical, we've got a Billy Crystal reference in the next one, so take it away. Brandon Aiken from British Columbia, uh, his letter starts off with, You look marvelous, not. In my volume 83, I came across a letter from Jonathan Ratcliffe, who wrote concern, con, concerning the contents of Player's Pulse and how it all says the same thing. How great your mag is. Now, don't get me wrong, I think it is great, but I get kind of bored reading letter after letter of, love your magazine, and I love this, and this, and this. If people have something interesting to say, then print it. Remember, self-praise is a good thing, but don't overdo it. Boy, I wonder how Brendan Aiken feels about Facebook. <laughs> Seriously, Daddy's on Facebook. Art Attack. Oh, boy, this is a lengthy one. I've been a Nintendo Power subscriber for a long time, and I have to say I really like your magazine, especially the Player's Pulse Epic Center and classified information. There is one thing, though, that I do have a problem with. Now, I understand you can't put everyone's envelope art in Player's Pulse, and you do worthwhile things with the art that is not printed. But Naomi Chiba's name all over Player's Pulse... Is Naomi Chiba's name all over Player's Pulse like the bubonic plague, or is it just me? 
I think I need an extra set of hands just to count on my fingers the number of times I've seen Naomi's art in your mag. Does Naomi pay you to put her art in Player's Pulse? Is she related to some Big Shot <laughs> staff member? One more thing. Put those Manila folder pages back in classified information where they belong. <laughs> That's got to be at least like the, the 12th per, or 13th person that has said put the Manila folders back. Oh, yeah. I'm with them. It's classic. The, peop- the people have spoken about the Manila folders. Will you they hear them? Back. Will you hear them? Yes. And they, and they say Naomi is a terrific artist and her work speaks for herself. Speaks for itself. No one related to the NP staff is that talented as far as we know. Ooh, self dis. Nice. And speaking of envelope art, we have... Uh, does it say who Naomi... No, I don't see her art. I don't see her She's name. Not in this. She's not in this issue. But we do get to see some great things. We've got some Chrono Trigger art of Luca sitting on top of what appears to be a chair or a ladder, giving Marl a, a, a hairstyle thing. Okay, Luca's a technician in the game, and it looks like she's operating on Marl's operating system. Like she's giving her an upgrade, like lifting up her hair or showing the panel of circuits and wires underneath. And there's only one robot in that game, and it's Robo, and he looks like a robot. So finding out that Marl is either an android is very confusing. I think she's just doing her hair. Yeah, look at her. She's got like a screwdriver in her mouth. Oh, is that what that is? It looks like it anyway. I'm not looking at it through the Hubble telescope, so. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like Luca's a technician. She's not a stylist in the game. So Clearly someone's into some fan fiction here. You know, first they start off with the doing the hair and then before you know it they're scissoring so well yeah that's why she's that's why she's operating on her brain to uh, press the lesbo switch got it she's just like she's all over chrono I mean that's mm-hmm. fine but what if she like girls for a, for a day or two mm-hmm. let's just hit let's just hit a few panels here and uh, there we go let's get the scissoring mm-hmm. and then the next next envelope art we've got some nice pencil crayon versions of Kirby with proper eyes good for that and he's surrounded by a bunch of characters. It's simple, but cute. And uh, simple, but not so cute, is the next one, which is a very angry basketball clenching down on a hoop. Yeah. That is some... logo. That's the logo for a college slam. That's the NBA Jam ripoff. Well, it looks great. This is like definitely like 90s comic style gritty. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking it. So, next page. All right, next page. Women in Video Games, Part 3, from Alastair Frazier, from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Man, lots of Canadians. uh, Nintendo Power is adding some context here. Back in Player's Pulse for Volume 77, Sarah Labrie complained about video games always showing girls in dresses with big pink bows in their hair. This touched off a flood of male, both pro and con. Here are two more examples. And uh, so they're saying, and I had no idea, I think, is Alistair a man's name? Alistair. Yep. Okay. Sarah Labrie. Sarah Labrie. She really is dead wrong. A good example. Low energy. A good example of just how wrong, I can't do his voice, is Samus Aran from Super Metroid. You You gotta throw your hands around while you do it. That gets you in character. I see. Samus doesn't seem too weak. In Super Street Fighter 2, Kami's strength may surprise you. 
in Mortal Kombat 2, Kitana and Melina seem to be contenders. I called Kitana and Melina, congratulated them on their ratings. Very high ratings. <laughs> Have you seen their power ratings? They're great. They're through the roof. And I know about roofs. <laughs> so, next is DJ Nike, which I mean, come on! If there wasn't a real DJ by that name, yeah, from from Caguas, Puerto Rico. Oh, he's from Puerto Rico. Shit, he may be dead. No way. Yeah, Puerto Rico. That's the uh, that's the place that got uh, the storms, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's a dead man. <laughs> so he says, I admire that gal, Sarah Labrie. You ask me why, amigos? Because she's defending what's right. It would be better if they put more gals in fighting games and other kinds of games. They have the right. It's just that you guys are oozing with too much machismo. Where I come from, a guy treats the ladies with respect. Much respect. R.I.P. Yeah. Two, two real... Oh, yeah. By the way, if you haven't listened to the issue where we talked about Sarah Labrie, I think if you Google her, she's got her own like mother goddess website with a lot of photos of her and her ample cleavage. Uh, so check it out. Two next letter, two wheel tussle from Jeffrey Schroeder via America Online. Hey Nintendo Power, here's an idea I have for an arena challenge. What is the highest score you can get in the bike race in Chrono Trigger? I figured that this challenge will be good because it is tough, and my personal best score is around 1050. And they respond to him, Hey, Jeff, Matthew Werner, our grand prize winner who went to E3, came up with the same bright idea. As a result, you can join the Chrono Trigger bike race in this month's arena. Riders, start your pedals. It's not that kind of bike race. It, we're, takes, we're, we're, it takes place in the future. It's like a land speeder thing. Okay. It's not a bicycle, so pedals. Is, I mean, these guys yeah. know what Chrono Trigger is. That's annoying. Got it. Oh my god, are you looking at this envelope art at the bottom? God damn, what um, is up with Mario? He is fucking swole. <laughs> I think he's been masturbating with that right arm way too much. Everything is... His legs have biceps. How does that even work? He, every part of his body got steroids except for his neck, which is non-existent. And then Mallow, who... All of his bulges are now muscle ripples. It, it looks like this is like some proto-Smash Wars shit. I guess. And then wow. what the hell happened to Cloud in the in the back right? Why are they chained like footballs? <laughs> yeah, this is like the envelope art is good, but the style is what the fuck? Are you ready for some Mario? Can you dig it? <laughs> Woo! But at the top, you get to see a very lovely flower bed with some uh, anime chick in a robe with lots of blue hair. Mm. And then uh, what appears to be if M. Bison was drawn by Frank Miller. Do you ever watch the, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, that comic? I've seen... Uh, that does not look like Frank Miller's art. Kind of. Uh, no, no, no. It looks like, uh, what's that guy in the 70s? Crumb. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah. I thought it was like if, if Street Fighter came out for the Virtual Boy, this is what M. Bison would look like. Yes, indeed. Oh, because of the colors. That's what you're talking about, not yeah. the art style. Well, mixed. Got it. See, Frank Miller, and like if you ever watch The Dark Knight Returns, he also did like mm -hmm. a lot of like single color 
true things. Okay, so the shrink wrap. Oh God, thank God he's not actually wrapping. By Jonathan So from Great Neck, New York. Never heard of that. I wonder if Ivan's near there. Mm. The maps show the maps that you make for video game stages are too small. Sometimes I can hardly make out the things that you are trying to show me. <laughs> that's what magnifying lenses are for. If the maps look small, that's only because we're trying to cram in more tips, tactics, and items into every article. But thanks for the input, Jonathan. We'll keep that in mind. Well, you can go suck it. Power charts are here. Super NES. What's the top games this month? Number five, it's Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Number four, it's The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Number three, it's Chrono Trigger. Number two, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Number one is Super Mario RPG. Game Boy Top 5, Donkey... Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, Donkey Kong, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Tetris, Donkey Kong Land, and Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. This is one of the only times I've ever seen a tie on this list. Did you notice that? Huh. Metroid 2 and Donkey Kong are tied for fourth place. Huh. Germany, Top 5. Uh... We would have to go with number five is Earthworm Jim 2. Number four is The Secret of Evermore. Number three, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Number two is the Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. And number one is uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> which, makes it, which makes a great hiding place. No one has ever found any of our men who went there. Virtual right. Boy, Top 5, Only 5, 3D Tetris, Golf, Galactic Pinball, Mario Tennis, and Wario Land. Shocker. And then Most Wanted, you can guess, it's all Nintendo 64 games and Nintendo 64, basically. <laughs> oh, yes, right. I forgot they... I keep forgetting that they split the players' balls rather than keeping everything yes. consistent. The next letter is Behind the Scenes from Jason Boone and Rock, Rocky Mount. Rocky Mount. Interesting. Uh, North I, I, you Carolina. You know, him and John Denver both went to Rocky Mount High. I, I guess. Or I was thinking more of like a, <laughs> You're like not a, a John Mount, Denver fan. Like, a, yes, I got that. He's like a Rocky, uh, like a mount. You know, like a horse or something in a MMORPG. You get a mount. Like, yes, yeah, oh, so, a Rocky mount. So, in other words, like he keeps he's failing riding to, the thing from the he, Fantastic Four. He's failing to. Uh, no, he keeps trying to get on it, but he keeps slipping or falling off. Mm, yes. Uh, anyways, Jason e- says either that or he's either that or he's trying to get a piggyback ride on Sylvester Stallone. There you go. Hey yo, get off of me! Hey, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't right, you know. Hey, Jason, <laughs> could have been a contender. It could have been someone else's mount. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that it is good to preview new Nintendo systems and have occasional articles on game designers, game making, and online services. I also believe that by putting things of this nature in a game review magazine, you are beginning to get away from the original focus on Nintendo Power. Might I suggest a separate publication for behind-the-scenes aspects of Nintendo? In short, I think that Nintendo Power should concentrate more on game-playing information than than on anything else. Well said, Jason. Well said. Sean Ali, via the internet, says, Loved it! I just want to say what an awesome game Super Mario RPG is. Why, as the creator of the game, thank you. I don't even like RPGs, and I didn't even want to play the game. 
But after seeing what it was like and trying to figure it out, I loved it. I loved the game so much I went out and bought it the next day. Anyway, just want to say thanks for the terrific game. And fuck Mike. <laughs> what? Oh, come on, you know darn well how I feel about that. Yes, game. you're still, still bitter, apparently. All right. John uh, Bernards from Shaverton, Pennsylvania. Uh, who, but who will save the princess? All he wrote in his letter was, Mario for president! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Well, considering who else can run for president, I really would prefer Mario. At least he does something. Mm-hmm. Well, too bad he's a dirty wop. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kelly O'Sack. Just like, just like a wop coming <laughs> through the back door. <laughs> okay, so Kelly Osidchuk from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Man, lots of Canadians getting represented. I like this. Classic. I'll start by saying that Epic Center rules. The only thing I would change about it is to make the strategy section a classic section. You could do reviews of classic RPGs like the Dragon Warrior series, Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda. Wait, Zelda's an RPG? Or any other classic RPGs for the NES. Don't get into it in the middle of an article. You know it's an RPG. Get over it. NES, Game Boy, or Super NES. I hope you can add this section to your magazine. Very good. Uh, Jared Budd with two D's via the internet says baby get back what's with Super Mario World 2 I was really bummed out when I realized that you don't even get to play as Mario I think it looks lame having Yoshi running around with baby Mario on his back I would be embarrassed to buy the game harsh you know th uh, this is the second worst Jared I've ever heard about <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that whole thing was like the day that he got arrested uh, it was uh, the New York Post their headline was Jared <laughs> uh, from Subway to be enjoying footlongs in prison <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? He's gonna be butt raped. Anyways, <laughs> looks can be deceiving. Have you actually played it? They responded. All right, and then they have um, the winner of a um, Nintendo Power Contest Award, and they just have him picture, two pictures of him standing playing the, the N64 at E3. And he ain't that impressed. He's I, I don't know, mesmerized or bored. I can't tell. And it looks like he's got, like, Down Syndrome Freddy Krueger beside him in the next picture. Oh, I thought that guy looked like you. Fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Next, next game is Tetris Attack. And we talked briefly about this before, but it's basically like one of those um, Candy Crush clones on, uh, you can get on a mobile, mobile phone nowadays. And it doesn't look anything like Tetris at all. It's got those uh, multicolored bricks with stars, triangles, hearts, clovers, oh my, <laughs> um, in them. And um, yeah, the goal is, of course, to get combos. 
and flip things around to get combos and to clear the board, right? So there's a uh, more of a campaign mode to it. There is, um, and for some, whatever reason, it's all Yoshi themed. Even though it's Tetris Attack, like Yoshi is a big part of it. The Yoshi's uh, Island art is a huge part of this game. Yeah, because Tetris and Yoshi, they they are connected because stuff. I guess they didn't want to call it Yoshi's Cookie 2. I mean... Really? Could have called it like Yoshi's Puzzle Island, Yoshi's Island Puzzle Adventure. I guess, yeah. I don't know why they decided to throw Tetris on here. It has nothing to do with Tetris at all. Um, just shameless ripping that, out, that, that title off. Okay, so they've got a time trial mode, a versus mode, where you can play... I guess a friend and um, yeah they go over to puzzle mode and it says the panels don't move here instead you have a limited number of moves to clear the entire screen sound easy when you give up check the next page for solutions so that's kind of a challenge to yourself oh look the solutions are upside down on the on the page so you have to flip the magazine upside down to read them and they have some power challenges here so instead of putting the arena they slap it in here and um, they put a superpower stamp in the middle of the magazine, which apparently you can just cut out and send in for some for like a dollar's worth of a credit for um, swag. But if you did cut into that, you'd be cutting into the you'd be taking out some of the coverage of Oscar. Oh my! Who? What? I mean, what the fuck am I looking at here? What kind of hair is that? What you're looking at is a skunk with a hot dog through his head. <laughs> no, wait. It's a they, cat. Okay. So he has a skunk here blasting out over his eyebrows. And apparently, all, they also thought he needed to wear a cap sideways because that hair wasn't enough to give him personality. He, he, he's not radical enough. And, and he's holding a yo-yo, I believe, in his right hand. Now he's which radical. has all of two fingers. Well, I think he's graduated. <laughs> oh, three fingers. He's graduated from radical and is and is now all the way to gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. All he needs he's is a gnar. surfboard, and he would be tubular. Nice. He's wicked. Indeed. Uh, so this is from Titus, and it's a. Typical um, mid '90s, so they're a bit late with this release. Mid '90s um, platformer with a cartoon type character. They were they were attempting. so desperate to beat Sonic. Yeah, they wanted to be the next Mario or Sonic type platformer, and they, they all they all pretty much failed, except for a few you might remember, like Bubsy or you know Crash Bandicoot or something like that. Um, but at least that was 3D. So. Yeah, like this Conker. is a the whole the whole story is that um, movie man Oscar has decided to go see all four films that a local multiplex has to offer, but instead of simply watching the show from the comfort of his seat, Oscar leaps into the silver screen and lands a leading role. Each film has three scenes, which Oscar must complete by collecting a series of acting awards before being able to move on to a new movie. Not only are the sets hazardous, but Oscar is respected to perform all his own stunts. Wow, this to remain is... a star, he'll need to knock off the other actors who are jealous of his newfound fame. Wow, this is disjointed. Yeah, so you played a murderous Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> I have to subjugate all the actors around me for my own glory. Yeah. I don't think they got... You think they got approval from the Academy for this? Game? 
Is this sponsored by the Academy? I don't think it is. No, if they did, his name would be Oscar Goldman. Yeah. So all the different uh, levels. Um, you can... Oh, the, look, that's interesting. So there's different power-ups. Um, you can get a yo-yo. It's a powerful prop. You can get wings to help you fly. And you can also get a Game Boy in a Super Nintendo game. You can get a Game Boy in it. And it says, a truly bizarre but completely harmless bonus. This prop imbues foreground objects with strangely familiar shades of pale green. The effect doesn't last very long, but it's certainly good for a few laughs. So it just changed. It's a palette swap. Interesting. So they've got different uh, levels here. They've got a prehistoric movie, a monster movie. Uh, one that is a legitimate ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog called Tale of Tunes. I mean, I'm not... That's Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yeah, like like it's got rings, it's got curved back, it's got curved uh, backgrounds or curved terrain. Mm-hmm. This won't be the first ripoff we see in this issue, by the way. Oh boy! Foreshadowing, and then the last level is the Wild West. So I didn't bother to play it. I've played enough of those platformers to know that they're not as good as um, Sonic or Mario. So, next game, and this is supposed to be a preview, but they spent six pages on it. Um, <laughs> it's Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey game for the Nintendo 64. Did you play this? Mm, just because I'm Canadian doesn't mean I play... Just because I'm... Doesn't mean that I'll, like, we'll play a hockey game. I was, like, eating everything up uh, for the Nintendo 64 when it, when it came out. You know, renting everything. And uh, this is what I actually owned, I believe, at a certain point. It's a good game. It plays a lot like uh, Blitz, NFL Blitz, if you played that, or like NBA Jam. It's very similar to that kind of play style. So it's very fast, arcade-style action. It's easy to follow along. You see there's like these giant, you know, colored discs under the players. You know which one you're controlling at all times, right? That's cool. Um, And it's just fun. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Vancouver's hockey team is called the Canucks. Why do they have mm-hmm. a, a vulture? For the uh, you tell me. You're Canadian. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, it's the Vancouver Canucks, not the Vancouver Vultures. Mm-hmm. Like, did they not? Is this like a Wayne Gretzky game, but not signed with any? Yeah, I see a logo for like the uh, the players' association. Player association. But I guess they didn't get the NHL's the NHL league the teams. Themselves. Yeah, because if you look on page 25, oh, yeah. look at New York versus Florida. Uh, the blue mm-hmm. team doesn't have a logo, period. Meanwhile, the white team has a skull. <laughs> they have, yeah, have a skull on theirs. Yeah, it's they definitely just didn't get a skull. The so they get the Players Association, but they didn't get the uh, teams themselves. <laughs> so it's the New York Blanks versus the Florida Skulls. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to like this game It's the already. New York Blue Shirts, yeah. <laughs> what's their team what's their team name blue I don't know yeah well look at Minnesota it's just Wait, even, like every good uh, but like every every good uh, uh, um, hockey game there is a fighting mode in it and you can see it on page 25 here at the top it turns into a straight up um, fighter essentially on ice <laughs> You um, see someone that says fight. 
Uh, yeah, except the punches have to be limited. I, I, I can't imagine it turns into Street Fighter, because kick his kicks with skates would instantly be fatal. <laughs> yeah. But, you should do a jump kick and just, like, slits his throat and <laughs> blood over the ice. <laughs> uh, you know what I would like to see in these uh, screenshots is to have a guy's shirt being pulled over his head. Yes. You know, Canadian-style fighting. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, a little uh, Rochambeau uh, where you take the stick and just right between the legs. And the best part is, is if you get into a fight mode with Wayne Gretzky, you instantly win by running away. <laughs> yep. Don't he touch the never, face. He never got into a fight. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, next game is Kirby Superstar. We talked about this game before. It is, they call it nine games in one pack. It's really just nine mini-games. It's sort of like uh, if you were to play... Well, I mean, they're all different like levels, basically. They're mini-games with slightly different... They're all basically the same. Yeah. It's one game with nine different levels oh. that you can just pick in any order, right? Yeah, because like one is like a racing game. The other is like, collect things where you're flying in a minecart. Another one is Samurai Kirby, so I imagine it's like fighting. Mm-hmm. So there's just, you know, Kirby kicking ass in different ways. Yeah. Which isn't bad because, I mean, you look at this game, the graphics are smashing. Yeah. it's I mean, it's really high-quality graphics. It's made by HAL Laboratory, which I think it's, ends up being purchased by Nintendo at a certain point. But they end up going on to make... Um, don't they end up going to make the Super Smash Brothers games? Well, I know Nintendo does, but... Like, uh, like Hal may have been absorbed by them. Yeah, the, I mean, as the development shop, I believe they're the ones that do it. They change their name at some point, but that's them. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, first level is something called Spring Breeze. And um, uh, Kirby has a couple of, of uh, attacks they're talking about here. He's got a beam. Um, he's got something called a cutter. And it's a sharp-edged boomerang. You can also cut ropes blocking your path. And you have a bomb where you can chuck a bomb. And then they have the gourmet race, which looks like you're in, like, Candyland. Also a platformer, though, so it's not really a race. Am I wrong there? Uh, a race, mate. No. Oh, we, it's between... Uh, we see so DDD. It's, pla- so it's still to- a platformer, but yeah. it is you're racing King DDD. Or did Day Day? We never did figure that out, did we? No. They don't have a phonetic pronunciation in the magazine. <laughs> I wonder, is he in any of the Smash Brothers games? I wonder if they pronounce his name there. I think I've seen him in uh, Smash Bros. I've definitely... Yeah, All right. pretty sure he is. I'm going I'm to look him up and you, you figure out. We got Parasol Attacks, which is basically uh, you use a shield. And then the Ninja Kirby, which is purple... And he's got a dagger, so he's kind of like Cholo Kirby. He's got a bandana on his head. You walk through his neighborhood, he'll cut you. <laughs> then there's Wing Kirby, which is, I imagine, kind of offensive. I mean, if he's meant to be a bird, fine, but he's also, like, he's got, like, a red-tipped feather. Okay, you ready for it? Okay. I found the announcer for Super Smash Brothers. Here we go. I nailed it. DDD. You got okay. it. So we've got Wing, which really looks like Kirby dressing up like, like, like an Indian chief. 
and then wheel where he just turns into a wheel. (laughs) How useful. He's already round, though. Why would he need to be... He's a sphere. Well, he he still has feet. This just eliminates the feet for optimum roll. Got it. I thought he could tuck himself in. Well, he can kind of roll slowly, but this is like turbo speed. And then there's mirror... Which, if you, swal- if you swallow a sun mirror, you can reflect your enemy's attacks or make them see double with decoy Kirby's. So he turns, he turns you into Mirror Man from the Flash. Hmm. And then sleep. there's a sleep power. If Kirby touches a sleepy, he'll fall into a deep slumber for several seconds. Oh, so it's not a power-up. It's a status effect. Hmm. And then Sword Attack, which is somehow different from Cut. It looks like he's like got fire or something out there as well. Uh, he can cook, apparently. He can bang his cutlery together to call all the enemies for dinner. Your foes won't realize that they're the ones on the menu until Kirby slams the lid on the big kettle. Oh my god, this Kirby kid- adds a little seasoning of voila! Your former foes are tasty treats. Kirby is like a fucking Craigslist cannibal. Yeah. Uh, there's a ninja, Kirby. And he can climb walls or turn invisible. He is a hammer, Kirby. And he can squash enemies, of course, and break blocks. And he can use it underwater. And there, there is a fire, Kirby. You can treat your foes to a barbecue. Chow down on a burning Leo. And let the flames roar from Kirby's throat. There is a... You can turn it to stone, where it basically turns into a thwomp in midair. There's plasma... Shock your enemies with the wave of sparks. I thought he was just going to bleed on them. <laughs> Store up the plasma power and release it in a mighty surge of energy. Uh, ice. Gobble up a snowman and get ready for some freezing fun. A frozen blast from the ice power turns your foes into blocks of ice. He looks like Blue Indian Chief Kirby. Yeah, a little bit. And then finally, the suplex. Pull a few bouncing fighting moves in your foes with the suplex power. This skill works best when you surprise your enemies. And we get to fight a boss called Dynablade, which basically looks like a... uh, like a a pride parade vulture. (laughs) A pride robot vulture, yes. (laughs) Yeah, this looks like if, if like, Mega Fabulous Man had a a robot master. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just had a great idea for a video game. We could call it Mega Man. <laughs> you just replace the sprites for Mega Man with basically, a, you know, change out his helmet for a, for a Mega hat. So Dr. Light has like a big purple, has a big uh, blonde pompadour thing going on. And, and you, yeah, you take and, away and, his, and, his <laughs> Mega Blaster and you just give him, you just give him an AK-47. And Dr. Or, Dr. Wiley pretty much keeps the same hair except now he's got, except now he's like a socialist. <laughs> and, and, and he's trying to spread peace, love, and brotherhood, and people looking out for each other, and that shit don't fly. Mm-hmm. With, with Doctor Trump, and every you know every uh, <clears throat> boss is a different crisis actor. <laughs> no, each one is like a department of the United States, which you have to destroy and replace with an incompetent oh, okay. moron. So your there first you boss is like education, where you have to fight competency and literature, and then replace it with DeVos. <laughs> And and then you fight Environment Man, and then re- replace him with someone who does, can't even spell Greenpeace. There you go, dude. This game is fucking great. We need to make this. 
I'm saying Mega Man. If you want to fund Mega Man, mm. donate to patreon.com slash playing with power. <laughs> we'll need about $5 million for someone else to build it. Thank you. Well, we do know a programmer. We do? Uh, Justin Bailey, remember? Jeremy? Oh, yes, that's right. We just have to raise uh, about a million dollars to hire him, get him the team he needs, and boom! We can make <laughs> gaming great again. Make gaming great again. Mega to mega to mega man. He's right. so he's so high energy. He's mega. He's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Everyone says he is. Just ask anybody; they will tell you he's great. <laughs> he hires the best people for this game. Only the best. That's right. Oh, then you can have, you can swap out uh, role. With uh, Ivanka, <laughs> you could call her. You could rename her Troll, though. <laughs> and he's like, "Finally, I get to ride her." <laughs> oh, lovely! That's Rush. <laughs> Roll is the girl. Oh, oh, the girl that sits around and does nothing. Yeah, she, we call her Melania. <laughs> and she's missing for most of the game. <laughs> Shocking. All right, so, moving so what, do you on think, what do you think the deal is? Do you think like she's nursing a black eye and that's why she can't be around cameras? Like, she hasn't I been think, on TV in a couple of days now. Well, I, I think she's just using it as an excuse to not be in that role that she never wanted. He said, "Stop!" He said, "Stop throwing my hand away when I'm trying to hold her when I'm trying to hold it in public." And she's like, "Fuck you!" And he says, "Fine, you're just not going out." She'd probably be fine with that. Yeah. I'm still thinking he popped her, and that's why she's, like... <laughs> that's why we don't get to see her, we don't get to hear her. Oh, there's makeup for that. Come on. Yeah, but, you know, she's, like, shaking and all crying, and, like, no. she needs to, like, take some time to compose herself until until she real until she remembers what her role is. I'm sure she's a decent actress if she's the one that had to say I do in, in a wedding ceremony to him. <laughs> Well, she, she was just hearing, like, do you take Donald Trump and his money? I do. <laughs> do you promise to recede? Do you promise to receive his seed for a life of never having to work again? I do. Pretty much. All right. Classified information, still no manila folders. We've got uh, Killer Instinct 2. You can play as Gargos. And ah, real monsters. There is a sound effect screen. Oh boy! This Gargos guy looks like Firebrand from uh, Gargos Quest. He does. You're absolutely right. This is a ripoff. For Boogerman, there's different passwords you can do to jump to the boss levels. And for our favorite game of all time, Bass Masters Classic Pro Edition, there is a Pro Circuit password. Uh, to jump ahead on the pro tournament circuit. It will take you to the lake on the third day of competition. So probably a debug mode of some kind. And Madden 96, there's even more special teams. Oh boy. Uh, Starfleck, Starfleck, Star Trek Starfleet Academy. <laughs> it says... Boogerman <laughs> and Paramount are creating a new series, Starfleck. <laughs> <laughs> to boldly go. Where no one else's fingers have gone before. <laughs> <laughs> 
Secret Federation Prototype. Uh, this is a select the two-player combat simulation mode, blah, 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 blah. And it just gives you ultimate ability to destroy other ships. So it's like a way to test endings of levels. Another, okay. <laughs> you get to unleash the Kobayashi Maru on your enemies. Pretty much. Did you realize there was a Nosferatu game, by the way? I think we played it. Did we? Or was I confusing it with something else? I think you may have played it. Or yeah, you told wasn't, us about how bad he, it was. Oh, yeah, I wasn't keen on it. Which sucks because, I mean, you... Well, I want to say, look at how great it looks, but the screenshot that has anything on it looks like John Rambo in a Game Boy game. Hmm. So, Mega Man 7, there's some hidden music on the uh, character select stage. And it says, hint, the music is from a ghostly Capcom classic, which sounds like ghouls and goblins, ghosts and goblins to me. Batman and Robin, you can get unlimited lives continues. Ah, finally made the game playable. (laughs) For Red Alarm, for Virtual Boy, I think this is the only Virtual game we've seen in classic information. Says more hidden icons. Oh boy, because they're so easy to see in the see-through 3D wireframe area. Is this a naked lady? What? Look on the right. There's like a. It looks like a. It looks like a topless gal laying on her side, holding her head. I think you're right. And it even says below it, "This is no time for gawking. The enemy awaits." In the left side, it's a virtual boy. <laughs> So yeah, so the left side's virtual boy and the right side is a it's a chick. Yeah. With, with, with the best graphics that Etch a Sketch can provide. <laughs> 3D Etch a Sketch. International Superstar stock, Soccer, who cares? Disney's Pocahontas, All the Colors of the Wind is stage select for any of the stages in that horrible, horrible game. Ironic because there's only two colors in the game. Hi-yo. The, co- the yes, colors, the the, color, the the colors of brown. the wind are the colors of the wind are orange, white, and black. Don't forget. Uh, uh, I would say more like a brown. The yeah, the wind has a very limited palette. Mm. All right. Finally, the game that we need to talk about is it's a preview, so we're probably gonna see it again. Power Rangers Zeo Battle Racers. God, what the fuck is up with these logos on their masks? Are they supposed to see... Is that guy supposed to see through a star-shaped visor? I can't... Yeah, how do you see through a star-shaped visor? And the second one is an equal sign. So, like, what are you looking through on the bottom one? Or are you looking at the band part? Is that split... Splitting your vision? Do you have, like, an eye for a nose? The Green Ranger and the Pink Ranger have, like, reasonable visors. But the rest of them? I'm sorry. It just makes any sense. Like, just have an emblem on your chest. You don't need to see through that garbage. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, I want to talk about this game a little bit. This game is... I'm not even shitting you. It's a complete and blatant ripoff of Super Mario Kart. Every single sound effect and stage is completely copied. Yeah, I'm looking, at the, the top, the, I'm right? looking at the layers... For the, for the ground with those circles on them, I've seen that before. The sandy beach, I've seen that before. The ice yes. level. It's the same freaking map. Look at the top right. You can see the uh, first first um, 
stage, the Mario racing, you know? Yeah, with the lava, the lava world with those uh, blue bumpers on the side. Yes. The ice world on the right. I mean, it is a complete ripoff, including sound effects, the jumping, the whole um, skidding and sliding by jumping to go faster. And instead of getting, uh, the only difference mainly is instead of getting um, random items, you just throw these like red balls at people. I don't know if they're supposed to be balls or what, they're blasts, I don't know. But they're basically just like red shells or green shells, like somewhere in between them. And um, and what the yeah. hell are they holding in the main insert? Are they all like holding like a big, like? It's a seeming collection container. <laughs> I was about to ask if it was like one of those uh, those milkshake tins that they make in those uh, diners. <laughs> yep. Oh, there's there oh there's something that shook up in there. All right. <laughs> it, it is creamy, white, and thick, but you know mm-hmm. it's a, it's it's not as cold as you'd like. <laughs> yeah. So we got the red range of the go, green go, ranger. Go circle jerkers. Bow, no, no, no. So you got the yellow ranger, who again is driving like this weird like dragster thing, and then we've got the blue ranger who seems to be, I think he's riding like a future land speeder thing, and we got the mm-hmm. red ranger who appears to be f- driving a Schwinn <laughs> or a Huffy. <laughs> It's a motorcycle. The Black Ranger is riding a motorcycle. The Green Ranger is riding like this widespread thing, and then Pink Ranger back to the uh, the land speeder thing. So yeah. it looks like we've got six Rangers, but only three types of vehicles: but uh, motorcycle, car, and speeder. Mm, and there are bad guys that you can play as in this game too. And we- <laughs> during the character select screen, they all have kind of that cool F zero, you know, where thing where it. Shows them in a 360 rotation view. Uh, and uh, we're looking at the blue. Is is it the blue? It, 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 his engine looks like a daisy. I don't think that's him. I think that's a bad guy. It still looks like a daisy, though. It does. You're not wrong. He's driving with flower power. You might be right. I don't know. I'm ready to move on to Zero Racers. Hmm. This looks like a game that was never released. <laughs> oh, gee, man, we, we're getting, we're getting a lot of that lately. It's a theme, right? They're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Anyways, well, it's for Virtual Boy. A, a, ba- a bad time for gaming is a good time for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely canceled. Uh, it was in development alongside F0X that was close to completion, um, but was canceled. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure LucasArts had something to do with that. When they looked at these shapes and they realized um, that's a Tie Fighter. And yeah. Like, this is... And they're like, no, no, it's not. It's a, it's a goose. It's a yeah. fucking Tie Fighter. This is the game where they tried to make the Death Star trench run, uh, Darth Vader's view, <laughs> at least, into a game. And it got canceled. So and it's gone. That's it. I, I like that one. One of these things that looks like folded paper is actually called the origami. With two M's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The maximum speed is only eight hundred and thirty-five kilometers an hour. 
Oh yeah, so that's only nearly the only. speed of sound. <laughs> nice. God, if we had something, if we had something that was like eight hundred kilometers an hour, if we ever get the hyperloops in mm. Canada, then that would be that would be cool to have. It's like it's a five hour drive from Ottawa to Toronto, mm-hmm. but with a hyperloop, we could make it there in about an hour. So hmm. that would be cool. I could finally hang out with Sheldon. There you go. Or any of the local groupies in his area that want to meet me. No. Oh. Can't because I'm all the way in Ottawa. M-E-A-T? Probably. I mean, you'd, you'd be surprised. Horror movie girls are fantastic fans. Apparently. You know, I was looking at your download numbers, actually, and it's not that different from Playing With Power. And we've only been out for a year. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, like, you guys are doing well, but, like, you guys have a lot more, more like, fan interaction, I feel like, than this show. Yeah, our our group is a little, uh, our people, they're, they're, they're great listeners, they're loyal listeners, not very mm-hmm. active in the message boards, though. Yeah. And you don't talk to us. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear from, uh, what's her name, Sophie. She's been a listener since like day one and we've been trying to get on the show and I just can't seem to get a hold of her. You hear that, Sophie? You have a choice. Answer. No! <laughs> Sophie! You're, you're a long-standing Patreon donor we've never spoken to. Come on the show and join us. Anyways, moving on to the next preview. It's Donkey Kong Land 2 for the Game Boy. Diddy's Conquest. So it's a, uh, yeah, you can imagine the Super Nintendo game, but uh, watered down and uh, flushed through some some color, horrific colors, then that's what this game is. Yeah. Next preview, Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems. So I, I haven't played this game and I would have probably would have killed someone to play it at the time if I had really known about it because I was so into Infinity Gauntlet when that came out and that is roughly what this uh, game is based on. So, unfortunately, it is set up exactly like uh, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. So, what that means is that the while the character sprites are amazing, they take up like a quarter of the screen. I'm not even joking with that. So you, it makes it very difficult to see the other enemies. And um, it's not like a co-op brawler like you would expect or anything multiplayer. And you can't just select different X-Men at, at will. You have, to pick one of them, you have to pick one in the beginning. And each one has their own unique stage. So you have to beat all um, five or six of these um, stages, uh, five of them, in order to get to the final stage in the game. So, let's hear about the characters. They've got Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Hulk, Captain America, and Iron Man. So, some from some... Uh, I didn't get a chance to play this, but I did watch a little video on it. And the, the word in the street is that this is actually worse than X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, which I loathed. So, for example, the Captain America level has Captain America underwater the entire time, smashing through walls in a super slow motion while trying to get through it as fast as possible because you run out of air. So if that sounds like fun to you, 
Man, have they got a game coming up? And none yeah. of this, none of this stuff has anything to do with the comic book series, by the way, the Infinity Gauntlet. It just seems very random. Yeah, Spidey. You he know? looks very like his fingers look like frog toes. The only, the only part of this game that is related to Infinity Gauntlet is the last level where you fight Thanos and Nebula. And we don't get to see them here. Nope. Maybe they'll have a full preview. Maybe not. Again, Iron Man. Why does his suit need muscles? Um, why does a um, knight's armor need a giant codpiece, Michael? <laughs> because you can. <laughs> well, he wants to know. You want to show your enemy how large your bulging abs are. And to let them know that, you know, every part of you is large and in charge. I made up a song today uh, when I saw a guy running down the street. He was jogging, and he was super ripped. And I said, you know, I think he has a song going in his head right now. You know what it is? He's, uh, he's going, I've got muscles, I've got muscles, I've got muscles and muscles and abs. I think all the ladies would love me because I've got muscles upon muscles and abs. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I won't quit my day job. Don't worry. Good old muscles Ripley. Yes. All right. Next game is something called Mole Mania, which is, let's see, Digger D, no comment, is a mole (laughs) with a mission, and nothing will stop him from rescuing his family from the clutches of the evil Jinbei. Uh, So, let's see. It's an engaging, pint-sized puzzler, reminiscent of the classic adventure Lolo series for the NES. The idea here is to push, pull, and throw objects around the playfield to defeat enemies, clear away obstacles, and open the way to the next part of the maze. So, this is a Game Boy title that does support the um, Super Game Boy Color palette. So, they actually have some nice screens here that support more than just the, um, uh, the Game Boy palette. Um, but you're used to, which is kind of nice. It looks like it's a combination between Bomberman and um, Adventures of Lolo, because there are pieces where you have to plant bombs. I'm looking at places here, and it reminds me a lot about uh, Link's Awakening. That's the graphics? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Do, 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 yeah, this is... It looks good. You know, for a Game Boy game, this is like Game Boy at the best use of their graphics. Yeah. It looks like a decent game. Okay. Next game. You've been waiting for it. It's finally here. And I don't know why this wasn't on the cover of the magazine. It's Super Mario 64. But wait, even though it was full coverage... They now tell you it's a preview. Psych! Oh, wow. Another another N64 preview issue. Ugh. So, it's... It's coverage of the game, but it's really just an excuse to toss up a ton of screenshots. So, they're showing you... Um, a lava level. Uh, how Mario can swim in water. How there's a snow level. Sand level. Spooky level. Um... 
Okay, you can see the castle, for instance. And they show you how you can talk to people, like a bird, a red bomb, a uh, Nessie, the um, Loch Ness Monster, a giant penguin, toad, a rabbit without front legs. And then they show you the large bad guys, like a large piranha plant, a bomb, a large Goomba. And let's see here. Snowbound Mario can grab a stellar prize and quick trip Aloit uh, from a couple of petulant... Aloft. From a couple of petulant passersby. In the desert, a larcenous condor leads the way to a major treasure, while a fast-growing pokey guards a precious blue coin with his needles. So it's basically saying that if you can get past some of these, like, bad guys and they're hiding something. This condor has a mouth like Birdo. A little bit. Or at least that's just the shading. If he has a beak, it's not oh, a good angle. No, he reminds me of the vultures from um, the Disney Robin Hood cart- uh, cartoon mo- animated movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Twelve Pokey. o'clock and all's well. All's well. No, wait, those are the weasels. No, they're not. They're the they're vultures. Condor, oh, no, whatever. but like that, the Peter Laurie style voice was uh, uh, the weasels, I think. No, there were two of them. Right. But Pokey, God, look at those eyes. He looks fucking possessed. Yeah, he's like someone couldn't render Kirby properly. <laughs> so they threw a um, flower on his head and a dress on the bottom. And they like, you know what? It, it's good. No, this like this one looks like that Pokey snowball thing looks good. I'm talking about. Oh, OK. I'm talking about Pokey the cactus. Oh, like, look at those yes. eyes. Oh yeah, he's he's satanic, he's in a cult. And he's then, uh, <laughs> and then we see uh, Bowser here, either in a rave or during a Pride Week festival. <laughs> I think like he's had like food poisoning, and he's and he's like green around the gills. Well, it's just like every color imaginable is shining onto him. Like they were just playing with lighting or something in this game. <laughs> the, it looks they, awful. They used they used him as like a palette test. It looks awful. Doesn't it? He does. He's like, like, I, we, it's sad because we see clip art of a much better looking Bowser right underneath. I mean, the the, the coked out Bowser. The actual like design of it is fine. It's just the coloring and lighting is horrible. Oh, now we see Mario's amazing moves where he can light up cubes uh, or go super metal. But if you look at the very bottom, page 50, at the very, the, the closest one to the page 52 number, it looks like Mario has pissed off Thanos. <laughs> I don't remember that being in the game. No, he, Mario has, Mario is the, the unfortunate half of the world after Thanos gets the gauntlet. The Vanish Cap allows you to, uh, what is this? Allows you to stroll through solid walls? Walls? I don't remember that part of the game. Maybe no. it's just been a long time. Hmm. No, I don't remember Invisible Mario. I remember Metal Mario, that, that industrial techno music. Yeah. And when he's stomping around, is just... Well, that was one of the highlights of the game for me. Oh, yeah. I always love getting Metal Mario just so I get jammed to that music. Yeah. And Missile Mario. Mario. <laughs> Really just got shot out of a cannon. It's not like a suit or anything. Yeah, I remember uh, they did that in Secret of Mana. And then mm. they would uh, do cartwheels in the air, and you get to see those F7 graphics as the world uh, lays out before you, and then you zoom in on where you land. 
Did you see the video I sent you about the Secret of Mana remake? Showing it's not as bad as you think? I did, but it was really late. And it made some interesting points, but I still just can't get past the art style. It does look... Like, for what they're charging you, I'd imagine, like... They should charge you 20 bucks for it. It's... Yeah. It's like a mobile phone game version of it. Like... And the best it just part is, doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. That's, when you play, I mean, that's the uh, biggest thing. I'm playing Just Cause 3, which is also mm-hmm. a Square Enix game. And just the character models are so excellent. Like the, like the gestures they make, like even like little awkward pauses, or like a head being thrown back when a person is surprised. Like, this is excellent character act, like character modeling acting. Mm-hmm. And then they do Secret of Mana, which I understand, like, for, like, a fun game, you could use a cartoony style. But when you cheap out and have, like, nobody's mouth moving, like, <laughs> that, that is, like, PlayStation 1 bullshit. Or, like, mobile yeah. phone games. Like, we've only got, like, tw- we've only got, like, two gigs of yeah, memory like, here. Let's use it. This isn't a remake that you're publishing on the Nintendo DS, you guys. You know, you're publishing it on, like, PlayStation 4... <laughs> And PC, like, it's time to up your game. For lack of a better term. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. They actually show you some interesting maps here, which I don't think I've ever seen before. They show you, looks just looks like blueprints of um, the Grand Hall inside the castle, the mezzanine, and the vault. So when it shows you what each door leads to, this is actually useful area um, and kind of tells you about each each area so there's let's see here um, boo big boo welcomes you to his creepy castle and uh, let's see here oh these are just different tips they're giving you there's not different levels but it's everything we talked about before and okay that takes us to the midway point where there is a poster for pilot wing 64 and I'm pretty sure that's Nestor at the bottom. Yeah, you know they called him what, like Luke or Carl or something, which is bullshit. That is Nestor. There's it, no doubt in anyone's mind that that's Nestor in that poster. To call him anything else is an insult to Nintendo Power, uh, to the Nintendo <laughs> Power readers, and of course to Mr. Howard Phillips and the original artist, whoever he is, of Nestor. Yep, so we have Nestor and on the other side of the page on the other side of this page we have his incredibly endowed girlfriend, Chester. <laughs> Zing Get it? Alright. Must probably call it for the first half of the issue here. Uh, if anyone wants to find out more about my stuff, you can go to uh, find out my own podcast. It's a small music podcast called Repeat One. It's about songs you can play on loop and the stories behind them. You can find it on www.repeat.one. Mike, what do you have going on? I've got two things going on. I've got the Graveyard Shift celebrating our first year anniversary with a nice birthday with a nice birthday episode. And next we've got the Techno Babble, which is celebrating its revival back off the shelves and back in back in production we're talking about great european developments great amazing good news it's it's like tech talk science k 
chemistry, biology, all wrapped up in about an hour and discussed by two idiots with no real qualifications for any of the subject matter, but we talk about it anyway, so hopefully our enthusiasm and my vulgarity make up for it. All right. Thanks for listening, and again, apologize to all Italians out there and plumbers who are Italian. I'm Ben. And we're not sorry that that we said things about you being Italian. We're just sorry you are Italian. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was trying to give us a way out here, Mike. <laughs> and I made sure to close that avenue off. I could see that. <laughs> well, behalf of myself, I love Italians. I love Italy. Uh... All right. I, I grew up in Little Italy, in uh, in that part of Ottawa. Like those neighbors were great. They introduced me to great food. I, I love them dearly. Like I don't, I don't have any problems with the Italians. Like no amount of Jersey Shore can ruin the, the <laughs> memories I had of you know good, sensible, friendly Italian people. So you know I, I only kid out of love and because Indeed. shock is the only way I can affect people. Indeed. Here, here. All right. And if you hate us for it, go ahead and reach out to us and leave us a negative review on iTunes. Feel free. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with.